today's spot time is gonna be a little bit different. I'm gonna turn this music down. It's gonna be a little bit different today. Um, not really giving you much of a message. Instead, um, I'm gonna be talking about something that God did for me earlier this year. And uh, I'm a little emotional because it's very fresh. Um, this is not something that I really planned on sharing. Um, in fact, maybe only a handful of people know about it. Um, so if I get a little bit emotional, just kind of ignore me. Um, it, this is a little bit, it's a little hard for me. So, but I do feel like um, God has placed it on my heart to share it with y'all today. And I realized that this fight time may not necessarily be for everyone and that's okay. But if it helps one person, then um, I'm absolutely okay with that. So I'm just gonna pray really quickly. Lord God, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I feel your presence so strong. God, I ask that you will help me to be able to speak clearly. God, I ask that you will give me the strength and the courage to speak what you want me to speak today. And God, I decrease right now in this moment so that your Holy Spirit can increase. And I ask that whoever this is for, whoever this is meant to, whoever needs to hear this message, God, that you would completely open up their heart and allow this to fall on fertile soil. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna just give you a little background information. So, this is something that I had been dealing with for a really long time. Um, in fact, it started when I was about 11 years old. And I don't really know how to explain it, so I'm gonna do my best. Um, when I was 11, um, something, it just kind of went off like a switch in my mind. I started dealing with what is known as um, either obsessive compulsive thoughts, um, I didn't really know at the time what it was. I was really young. And um, later, as I researched it and uh, found out more about it, it's called um, intrusive thoughts. And basically what an intrusive thought is, it's kind of um, almost random. It can happen at any time. It can happen when you're alone. It can happen when you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Um, can just kind of happen and come on at any time and um at the time you can't really you can't control them you have no you have no uh control over them and i remember when it started i was 11 and i was sitting in the living room and i remember all of a sudden i was thinking uh this sounds so silly but i was thinking you know i need to get up and i need to go wash the dishes well let me just tell you i was not somebody that just went to the kitchen and just started washing dishes. So I went in the kitchen, I started washing dishes. And I remember thinking, if I don't do this, something bad is gonna happen. Um, and then the thoughts progressed. Um, I used to have to look at a light bulb for a certain amount of time. Um, I used to, we had tiles in our house 
um, I could only walk on certain tiles or something bad was going to happen to me or that's what I thought. Um, it was a complete attack on my mind. We had stairs in our house. I could only walk up the stairs a certain way and the pattern was always different. Um, and as I got older, the, the thoughts began to progress. Something that you need to know is um, the thing about intrusive thoughts is they're not wanted. Not only can they come on at any time, but they're not wanted, they're not desired. In fact, a lot of the time, um, they go against your beliefs. Uh, so that started happening. Again, I was still a kid at this time, and um, I started having um, almost blasphemous type thoughts. Thoughts that I, I, can't, I just can't even say out loud. Thoughts that I we grew up in a Christian home. Um, I loved God. I believed in God. I would have thoughts that I hated God. I would have thoughts that I didn't want to serve God. And it was so tormenting because I didn't feel that way. I didn't believe that way in my heart. I did not feel that way, but I, I couldn't control what was going on in my mind. So from 11 years old, I never reached out to anybody. I was so scared. I didn't know what was going on. Thought people would think I was crazy. Um, I had no idea how to cope. So I just began to hide it. And um, I didn't even tell my parents. And um, later on this year, um, I think it was in June around some time, and uh, we had been doing fight time for almost a year at that point. And uh, immediately, I just began to have more attacks on my mind. And it got so bad, I think I took a break from even speaking for about a month. And it got so bad that I had no idea what to do. I felt trapped. I felt isolated. Um, I couldn't sleep. I was exhausted all the time. I had no peace. Absolutely no peace. <sighs> so I reached out to Pastor Brian, and um, I went through a deliverance session. I can't remember if this was in June or July. And um, after 13 years of having attacks on my mind, after 13 years of enduring torment, after 13 years of having to keep it a secret and 
I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. Hopefully y'all can still hear me. My phone's trying to reconnect. He's extremely intimate. He's extremely personal. And he cares about the things that you're going through. And I think it's also easy to believe sometimes that that when I hear, when I would hear people's testimonies, just any kind of testimony, I would just think, wow, you know, I think that's great that God worked in their life. I think that's great that he healed that person. I think it's great that, but I don't believe that he could do it for me. I don't think that I'm important enough. I don't think that I'm worthy enough. I just don't believe that he could do that for me. And so sometimes it's easier to believe that God can work on someone else's behalf. But it's hard to believe that he can work on your behalf. And I wanted to share this today. Because he's the same God that we read about in the Bible. He's the same God. He performs miracles now just like he did then. He's the same God that parted the waters. He's the same God that healed a blind man. He's... He's the same God. And he completely and totally restored me. And I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you need God to move in your life. But he's the same God. And if he can do it for me, I absolutely know 100% he can do it for you. But the thing is... He will not go against your will. He will not operate on an unsurrendered heart. And the reality is the only person, the only thing that can keep God from operating and working in your life, the only thing and the only person that stands in the way of him healing your body, of you receiving some t some type of miracle, the only person that can stand in the way of that is you. And if you can relate to anything that I'm saying or, or you can relate to needing God to work in your life, I just want you to ask yourself two things. And the very first thing I want you to ask yourself, ask yourself is, have you asked? I know that that sounds so incredibly simple, but have you asked? What do, what do we teach our kids when they want something? We tell them to ask. Or have you just assumed? Have you just assumed that, that God's not going to do it? Have you kind of just made the decision for him? You didn't even give him an opportunity to work in your life because you're just like, well, he's not going to do that for me. He can't work in my life. Yeah, maybe he can work in somebody else's life, but he can't do it for me. Have you even given him the opportunity? Have you even asked? And there's a verse that I really like to keep on hand just to kind of remind myself. And it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. And it says, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And then it goes on to say, for everyone who asks, receives, for the one who seeks, finds, and for the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And I want to say that that verse says everyone. 
God doesn't just pick who he wants to bless. It says for everyone that asks. So maybe the reason you haven't received is because you haven't asked. Or maybe you're in a different position and you say, yeah, you know what? I've asked God over and over and over. I can't even count how many times I've, I've asked him to move in my life and I just haven't seen it yet. Have you fully surrendered? Have you given up everything and given it over to him? I, why don't you think about somebody that you would, that if somebody hired you and they said, hey, I need you to come work on my house, but you knew that, that, you, that you weren't welcome in their house, would you go and work on it? No. If you haven't fully surrendered to God, if you don't make a place for him, how is he supposed to come in and work on your life? And I kind of, I usually, I made this example for somebody else the other day. And a lot of times what we do is we give God pieces of us and we pick and choose the parts that we want to give. So, all I have are IVs. I'm a nurse, and it's, I just end up bringing these home every day in my pocket. Um, so, I'm going to have this one. I want this to represent depression, okay? I want this one to represent resentment, and I want this one to represent unforgiveness. So, this is what we do. God, I don't want this depression. You can take this. But don't touch this because I just can't forgive that person because I just can't let go of the resentment that I feel towards that person because they hurt me so yes God you can take this and you can do whatever you want to with this and you can eliminate this but don't touch these and what I want to say to that is God doesn't want pieces of you. He doesn't want parts of you. He wants all of you. He died for all of you. You know what? He gave you all of himself. And I feel like he's owed all of us. So yes, I have a testimony I have a story about how God worked in my life. And yes, I'm incredibly grateful for it. And yes, you can look at this and say, well, you know what? I'm happy for her. But I just don't think God can do that in my life. But here's the thing. 11, I mean, not 11 years, 13 years I battled this. And God didn't make a move until I got myself out of the way. God didn't make a move until I asked. And God didn't make a move until I created space for him. Until I gave him not just one piece of my heart, but I gave him every piece of me. Until I became completely and utterly vulnerable. Until I totally and completely surrendered. 
And that's really, honestly, that's all I have. I want to thank y'all for listening to me, for not judging me, because this was, um, this was not easy to share. And I battled for the last two days. I knew for the last two days that, that God wanted me to share this. And I, I battled fear in my mind of, I could just take myself back to that place of being scared of rejection, being scared of what people would think of me. But I know whoever this is for, that it was meant for you to hear this. And I pray that God opens your heart and opens your eyes and that you decide to totally and fully and completely give yourself over to God because I promise you, you will not regret it. I love you ladies and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.